Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? Oh, 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 it is chaotic. So many people. And I just want to say a public thank you to PG&E, like a serious thank you, because we really, (laughs) that nothing has spurred solar interest uh, than this change from net energy metering 2.0 to net energy metering 3.0 in the history of solar. So uh, people are... What's that? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was a big. It's a big thank you because now anyone who was considering solar, thinking about solar, wanting to go solar, can't go solar fast enough. So uh, it's a process. It takes time. You know the uh, the permits are they're flooded. I talked to someone at the uh, Brentwood uh, Building Department. They said they've gotten four times uh, the normal amount of solar permits in one month. Basically, they've gotten enough permits. One month that they normally see in four months. So, um, wow. I said, well, it's just just the beginning. So, so, everyone's excited. Everyone's excited, which is great. You know, we mm-hmm. are very happy. Uh, but just to reiterate, everyone out there, we only have to submit the PG&E application before April or April thirtieth. Then we have up to three years to install the project. So, plenty of time. It's not like we have to get the system installed by the end of April because uh, we're probably almost at that point <laughs> right yeah. now with, uh, with being booked out. So it's, uh, it's great. What a great problem to have. Uh, and uh, we, we think it will continue easily for the next three, three to five years at least. So thank you, pg We appreciate thank you. it. <laughs> yep. Correct. But I wanted to talk about something cool that I saw uh, in another town that I think it might just be the beginning, uh, uh, beginning stages. And that is, you know, most towns, cities, they have playgrounds, right? Yeah. And in hot areas like Arizona, California, all the solar areas, those playgrounds are deserted during the middle of the day during the summer because they're so ding dang hot. Yep. And what this uh, this town did is it was a basketball court and they put up a like a 20 foot solar structure might have been 30 foot solar structure over the basketball court which i thought was amazing so wow very yeah i mean and i then i thought wow you know if cities could do that for basketball courts and you know why not tennis courts pickleball courts parks (laughs) just everything covered in solar when people want to use those facilities but can't because it's just too hot Mm. And, you know, out here in Brentwood, it gets 100, 115 degrees and uh, that you just really can't go out between, especially, you know, little kids at the park, all that kind of stuff. And so kids stay inside and then they play video games and they just play video games or go on the Internet and make TikTok videos. (laughs) But this 
this could be something that could hopefully change it. Of course, there's a there's a cost, but we also talked about how with the new Inflation Reduction Act, cities can actually get a tax credit rebate uh, for the cost of the solar. So uh, instead, because right now cities, obviously they don't pay any taxes, but if mm -hmm. through the Inflation Reduction Act, they can file these uh, forms with the government to get 30% of the solar project back as a, like a money cash in hand refund, not quite cash, but definitely a reimbursement uh, for 30% of the solar project. That and makes it a no brainer for them too. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, I just don't know what they're going to do. That's a lot of solar panels, a lot of solar energy up there. So I don't know what they would need to run with that much uh, solar energy, but mm. I'm sure they could find any, and you know, electric cars parked in the parking lot, all that kind of stuff. So it could be, could be a really, really interesting idea, uh, very creative. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see more uses that not only would allow the parks to be used, but also generate more energy and be able to have uh, people not sit inside all the time. <laughs> I know it's still hot, but at playing uh, basketball at 90 degrees is much different than playing it at 120 degrees. So yep. I think it, it could be uh, a really big win. And uh, it, you know, with everyone playing pickleball these days. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but they can't do it when it's 115 degrees. So I thought that would be a really good uh, use of, of the park space, public space for sure. I don't know if you could do it on a soccer field, but uh, people love soccer and softball and baseball, but that would be a huge, that'd be like an indoor stadium. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But a smaller area, you know, uh, basketball courts, pickleball courts, uh, those things could be really, really good use of uh, solar power uh, in those spaces. So I think, I know I've, I've heard you say basically for any installation, like the number one question is where can we put this stuff? And when you have that answer, like next to the basket or next to the basketball courts, even or next to the soccer field, you know, over the the, the stands, you know, that's fine too, as long mm -hmm. as you know, it, it, you have space there. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's public space. Well, for sure. To me. And, and parking lots too. Or, I mean, we've talked about yeah. that. It's, it's it's certainly, but these are more creative uses, not just parking lots where people ah, okay. park. And but I think this is a. Uh, more interesting use, you know, potentially you could cover a swimming pool with solar power and the swimming pools use a ton of electricity. So uh, anyway, it would be a nice shaded area to be able to enjoy that, that space in addition to generating solar power and then also making it so uh, kids can do something else <laughs> besides be inside all day because yes. it's either way too hot or way too cold. So uh, can't do so much on the cold side, but uh, certainly could, this good solar power could definitely help uh, make the parks more usable. And then uh, again, now we just got to find a use for all that solar power and maybe they could put Bitcoin miners at the park and generate Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I like the public chargers. That'd be nice. That would be nice uh, where people could just charge up their electric vehicles. But I can or it could be for abuse. battery storage. <laughs> Somebody living in their electric. I'm living in my Tesla. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, uh, people could, you know, uh, I have seen some some posts or uh, street people who live on the street are tapping into uh, power poles or you know uh, street lights, and uh, they set up a, a plug-in for their TV and their cell phone and their internet. 
and <laughs> sure, internet. Who do they pay, <laughs> do they pay for that? Wow. I don't know. It's a, it's a interesting. Uh, well, I mean, the cellular internet, of course, but, oh, okay. but yeah, it's uh, very fascinating. Uh, people are very creative, but this yeah. was very creative. I'm uh, <laughs> happy to report that I think that's it's a very good use of space, very good use of uh, city resources. That, uh, but now again, I'm not sure where the power is going. Might just be going back to the grid for a very small amount of power, but it's definitely a great use of that space. Awesome. Cool. Yep. That's all I got for this week. All right. Too busy to look up other stuff, but uh, I thought that was a a really good uh, topic to, you know, get people thinking that we could use other space, not just parking lots uh, and rooftops, but potentially other using uh, other space for covering solar to not just generate power, but also to uh, make a space usable. Well, I've seen the canal ones, right? They're doing in San Joaquin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So floating solar. Yeah. Talked about that a little bit. I don't know if it's, if it, I don't think it's floating. I think it's a canopy. Oh, hey, okay. Well, yeah. Because if it's floating, aren't they, they, they have to be tilted to the south, right? So you want it to be independent of the water, right? You want it to be above the water, I think. I don't know. We will save that topic for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am working on a, uh, a project that is, uh, that potentially is using the floating solar pa- power or solar panels. So as we move forward, I will uh, divulge more. But uh, all right. I don't wow. have enough knowledge. But yeah, all, all kinds of secrets. Okay, good. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> wrap it up there. Yes. Okay. If you have a question for Jamie for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk Solarcast. Send us a message through there. And if you would like to visit a library of our past episodes, stretching I think back to 2017. Wow time flies, you can go to our website, solarharmonics.com. Click the, po- click the podcast link at the top of the page, and you'll be taken to the library of our past episodes. If you have a friend considering going solar, this would be an excellent podcast to introduce to them because there are there's, it's just packed full of real-world useful information that they can use to save thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of their system. And we always ask, what better friend is there than that? I ask, I don't know. So until next time, thank you. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.